greet you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Um, I was reminded of one of the disciples' words on the um, on the Mount of Transfiguration, as we refer to it, uh, where they. Um, they said, it is good for us to be here. Um, that, is, uh, that is what I have experienced this morning already. It has been good to be here. It is, it is good for us to be here. Um, a lot has been touched already, and um, I praise God for that. I just pray that we can apply it to our lives and let it make a difference. Um, so today I want to end um, Romans 8. Uh, we'll start in verse 28 and this is probably the, the most well-known verse in the chapter. <clears throat> And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Um, so the, the first part of this, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, um, that is God's truth. Um, the key, I think, to experiencing that is is um, to love God um, because this is for those that love God. Um, that could that could uh, entertain a lengthy discussion, I believe, but <clears throat> it is this is said to those that love God, okay? The rest of the verse is is just an expansion on or that's the way I take it, uh, an expansion on those, on what it says before, to them that love God. It, it expands on that thought. Uh, to them that are... Okay, the King James says, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Most other translations don't have that word the in that phrase, and I don't know that it makes the shut such a huge difference. Um, but if we, if we stop and, and analyze a little bit um, what it is saying here, um, taking this expansion and expanding on the expansion, I guess, um, the word called, um, the... Um, Strong's Concordance, the Greek dictionary, makes a distinction, a, a difference. The word called in verse 28 is translated from a different word than the word than which called in verse 30 is translated from. So in, in verse 28, uh, to them who are the called according to his purpose, I think that is is more like the appointed or 
we might think of it as as ordained or by the intent of God. Um, intent connects to purpose, I guess. Um, and using the word ordained, I'm not I'm not thinking of ordained as being called into the ministry, but but I'm thinking of all of us uh, being ordained to serve God, to live a holy life, uh, in, in that sense of the word ordained. Um, I think we can substitute ordained there uh, with called, just to to bring home the, the depth of that, I guess. Uh, and then according to his purpose, um, so God calls us with an intent. Um, he intends that we serve him. He intends that we love one another, that we... Uh, that we carry on the the ministry of Jesus, actually. Um, so there's there's intent behind the calling. That's what what I gleaned in in thinking about this, um, studying, you know, other. Other translations, um, just trying to uh, analyze what what the depth of that all is. Okay, so verse twenty nine. Well, um, okay, so continuing with twenty eight, uh, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Um, there's there's lots of scripture um, referring to God's people. There's in in Deuteronomy chapter seven verse six. There's a verse um, describing them that love God. It says, "For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God." hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. That is, if we think, if we hear what that is saying, understand, it seems like it, it hardly fits into the Old Testament. It's, it's so much new in the new dispensation um, I'll just read it again. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. And we dare not exalt ourselves in that. That's not the point. But but the the blessing of of being a child of God is is so beyond uh, the world, the the world without God, that we are above 
all the people that are up on the face of the earth. And we need to understand that. I mean, we could, we could argue that that statement is um, controversial or whatever, but we can understand it. Now, to Timothy, 2 Timothy 1.9, um, there's also... Um, A verse I wanted to connect to Romans eight twenty eight, Second Timothy one nine. Um, I'll start in verse eight. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Um, so, connecting all that, the, the thought of, of God's children being blessed above all other people um, being called to serve him in love in in holiness okay that calling does not come through our own works but according to God's own purpose and um, I guess I I like the word intent there uh, God's purpose being, uh, God's intent. He he calls us with an in, intention. You know he he has a plan for us, and he he loves to see us following that plan. Okay, verse twenty nine. Um, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Um. So, here again, a verse that, I don't know, it, to, for me, it takes a lot of, of thought to, to really understand what it, how that all fits together. Um, The best I can say, um, is that predestinate is not, well, let's start with the, the very first statement, for whom he did foreknow. Okay, I just read in Timothy, um, He called us with holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Okay, so God's plan and his intent was long before um, we came on the scene. 
that that was before he created heaven and earth. Um, okay, so, and, and we also have scripture that that he knew us uh, before we were born or something to that effect. Um, okay, so these people that that God knew would would serve him. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. And um, so I turned to the dictionary uh, to try to get a better understanding of what this is saying and found the, the archaic um, definition for predestinate is predetermined. And I guess I have long felt that um, that is what predestinate is saying here. Okay, so uh, the the people that God knew would be would be born would come into existence and that would serve Him. He predetermined that they should be um, to be conformed to the image of His Son. Okay, so we know that uh, man is is made in the image of God. Um, okay, so um, conformed. Um, what is that telling us? And I just realized that you know, we already uh, discussed that this morning. Um, I think what it is saying is that um, conformed is to act in accordance with God's standards. Okay? So, we... God predetermined that we should act in accordance with the image of his son. Um, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Um, so we have, well, okay, if, if we think of Jesus as a rabbi and he has true disciples, um, they follow him. Um, that's where we want to be, right? We want to be disciples indeed, following Jesus, um, acting in accordance with his word. Um, so that is a, the picture that, that we get thinking of being conformed to the image of his son. Okay, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Um, Jesus is a firstborn. He is, he is the example. He is a pattern. He is the one whom we follow. Okay, moreover, this is verse 30, moreover whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, 
whom he justified, them he also glorified. Um, so these people that that God predetermined that they should um, should follow Christ, should live here on earth in love, in holiness. Um, there's many ways that could be expressed. He called them. And here the, the Strong's Concordance or the Greek Dictionary, uh, this word called is translated from a Greek word that literally means the same as we understand called readily, like called to him. You know, he, he asked them to come. Um, okay, those he justified. Um, the, the people that he called, he has, he has justified. Um, and we understand that um, Well, many are called, few are chosen. Okay, so um, those who have been called and have responded to that call um, have received Christ as their Savior. Those he also justified. And um, The, wh what is meant by the word justified and um, I'm not even sure how I came up with this but I like the thought of that if we are justified our transgressions have been cancelled through the blood of Christ um The, the guilt has been taken away. Um, you know, if I think of the word justified um, and, and my understanding of what that word actually means, it, it seems like... Um, it is saying that, um, you know, we had the, we had the right, that, that Christ has arranged it so that we had the right to do those bad things we did. Well, I don't think that's, that's what it means, but it is, we have been, um, we are free as though we had been, given that right. I don't hope that's confusing. Um, but if, if, if we are justified through Christ, then, then we are forgiven. We are um, in a state where uh, our guilt has been removed. And 
these God also does glorify. Okay, so if we can if we can encapsulate that into one thought, um, the thing of all things work together for the good of those who love God, uh, who have been to whom it has been predetermined that that they should be conformed to the image of God and and because they have conformed to the image of of God, his son, as it says here, um, they are entirely free they are they are not in bondage, they are not under guilt and sin okay that is that is God's purpose for us. Then the next verse. What shall we say then to these things? What is there left to say? If God be for us, who can be against us? Verse 32, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us, for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things. Um, you know, if... I don't know what more to say, I guess. Um, it, was, it was God's love for mankind that he sent Jesus to uh, be delivered up for us. Okay? So if his love for us was so great that he sent Jesus to die on the cross, why would he not freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Um, So, God's elect, um, those whom have, those who have um, been redeemed, okay, who shall lay a charge? Against any of the, any of those people, um, okay. To to lay a charge to someone would be to to accuse them. Um, to Um, to maybe blame them for something. Um, uh, 
Okay, so if, if we go on to 34, who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, and who is even at the right hand of God who also maketh intercession for us. Okay, so I, I'm not sure. Um, What this all, what all this is teaching us, but I believe that um, as God's children, we can rise above those charges, those accusations, or the condemnations that would come our way. Not because we are a tower of strength in our in ourselves but because it is God that justifies because it is Christ that died for us and has risen again it is because of of our redemption that those 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 things don't need to stick the accusations and condemnations the the charges that would be thrown at us. Um, and, okay, back to the 34. It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. So the, the powers of heaven are on our side interceding for us um, we those earthly evils um, we are shielded from them they they need not to destroy us um, Continuing in verse 35, well, before we go there, um, I'd like to share a verse in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, that I thought fit well with, with verse 34. Um, Hebrews seven twenty-five. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, <clears throat> seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. So <clears throat> God is able to save us to the uttermost. We need not to um, fold under the pressures of um, you know, false accusations and so forth. Okay, with, with that understanding that, that Jesus Christ is sitting at the right hand of God, interceding for us, um, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? 
As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So, if we can, can see ourselves uh, identify ourselves as God's children um, being conformed to the image of his son uh, being a disciple indeed having been justified um, in that state we are more than conquerors through him that loved us and so um, more than conquerors <clears throat> the what okay, thinking of of the earthly side of of conquering um, the the conqueror is the one that gets the honor. He holds the victory. Um, he has overcome the enemy. Um, but here we see, here we are told that that we are more than that. So what are we? What is more than a conqueror? And. These are my thoughts, um, just short terms uh, that came to mind uh, out of the scriptures. We are the redeemed of God, and to me that would be more than a conqueror. Uh, like it says in, in Deuteronomy, um, God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself, above all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Those are the redeemed of God, more than conquerors. Um, chosen of the Most High, uh, seems to me would be more than a conqueror. Uh, and then, also in Romans 8, back to chapter, or to verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Okay, so this is this is referring to people like us. Um, if we are led by the Spirit, we are the sons of God, and being the sons of God is is more than a conqueror. Um, Second Timothy four eight. Um, 
Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all men that also love his appearing. I didn't read that correctly, but but unto all them also that love his appearing. Um, so that is uh, um, the reward, I guess, to them that are more than conquerors. Okay, continuing in verse 38, For I am persuaded that neither life nor death, that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, um, I think we, we can connect to that um, our, our love for God, uh, the, the things of this life cannot separate us from that. And I know that we have not um, we have not been tested to the fullest degree. I know we haven't. Um, But I do believe that, that our desire most certainly is to be, to be faithful to the end um, and to, you know, we, we do not want to be separated from the love of God. And um, okay, so we have not been tested to the fullest. Um, we've had life pretty easy, actually. But we, we have had tests of sorts, okay? And we will have more tests this week, okay? Can we? Will we? Are we persuaded? that through those tests we will choose the love of God. We will choose to be true to Him. Um, and so my thought is that we are given tests along the way and God prepares us for tomorrow. Um, so, as these tests come and we remain in the love of God rather than, than um, being defeated, um, then, the, then the more, the, the, the harder things will not separate us from God's love either. Um, 
So if we can, uh, if we can see the the bigger picture of of the end here of Romans eight, um, or the not the bigger picture maybe, but the overall message in these last ten or eleven verses, um, and how that that all things the the good things the bad things the easy things the hard things all things work together for good to them that love God uh, and it 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 brings us to into being what God has predetermined that we should be. And um, in that state, we are a, a witness to God. Um, we, we show the world that that God is working, that God is real, and that that uh, that He has touched our lives. Um, our our response to uh, the tests that we meet along the way uh, speak volumes. Um, this morning, I, I still want to share this in closing, I guess, um, just a, a little excerpt from our devotions this morning. Um, speaking on the, the scripture, ye shall be witnesses unto me, um, not witnesses to what Jesus can do. This is an elementary witness, but witnesses unto me. And now this next statement really uh, took hold on me, I guess. Uh, we will take everything that happens as happening to him, whether it be praise or blame, persecution or con commendation no one can stand like that for Jesus Christ who is not constrained by the majesty of his personal power okay so in in the state of of having been justified and uh, being persuaded that that nothing will separate us from the love of God, um, and being being um, hidden in Christ, in that state, the things that come, we will take everything that happens to us, whether it is praise, which is you know wants to make us feel good, or whether it is blame, which wants us to wants to make us feel bad 
persecution or commendation. Commendation would be the thing that lifts a man up. Um, we will take all of that as happening to Christ because we are hid in him. But we cannot do that of ourselves. No one can stand like that for Jesus Christ who is not constrained by the majesty of his personal power. So, um, back to Romans 8, 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. And I think, to me, conformed to the image of his son parallels with constrained by the majesty of his personal power. Um, so, <clears throat> that is my desire that, that, that I can weather the, the, the things of life and realize that being hidden in Christ, I do not need to be defeated by those things. And not only for myself, but for all of you as well. Uh, may we stand strong in his grace in that way. So that's all I have. Um, I would be glad if you could share or, uh, in testimony um, to the sermon or just simply a personal testimony that you would have to share. <coughs>